Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. In the last episode, we were talking a lot, well, a little bit, and we have in general been speaking a lot about spiritual theory and spirituality and spiritual influences. And then we kind of shifted to, we don't, you know, we might not make it in 2024 <laughs> and we might make it in 2025, etc. How and, dire. You know, and how I was going to end up saying peace and love to like the rolling hay in the barren wasteland. My question, I guess, is, isn't it better to have anyone preaching about peace and love and kind of embodying some 5D values than embodying none at all? Why do you always have to pose the harder questions, Rhea? <laughs> I don't know. I was just wondering. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fair. And it's a really good question because from the most expanded perspective possible, the answer is no. Because you could be spouting all the theories and be totally correct. But if you cannot stand in that truth, as in you cannot fully own it because you cannot embody it because it's actually not a part of your consciousness. Again, we talked about sort of outside in because you're just kind of adopting somebody else's idea or ideology, then no, because it means it's meaningless. For me, anyway, the way I see it is that, yes, I might have been saying a very similar thing four years ago, but I didn't understand what the fuck I was saying. And in the last episode, I spoke about how I didn't, I look back at the things I wrote in 2020 and I didn't know how I wrote them. The truth is at that time, I wasn't embodying them because I couldn't understand them. Yeah. Because a word like love could mean a lot of different things depending on how much your consciousness has risen by. Mm-hmm. You know, fair. love for me when I was younger was very romantic, sacrifice, love. It was part- monogamous partnership looking in a specific way. As I grew up, you know, it became something different to something different to something different. And as the more we grow, it's not that our definitions change, it's that they expand. Yeah, and which is why we do what we do, which is come from the most expanded perspective possible because that is really the most objective, accurate and objective way and lens to view things. Because when you can be that expanded, you can see it all. You can be able to hold multiple truths and ideas within one, right? I agree with you. I feel very, very strongly having been on the other side. I was a perennial student, right? Mm -hmm. I went to so many people. I tried to teach myself everything. And when someone looks at you looking for an answer, that is a huge fucking responsibility and not one I would ever take lightly. And that is why, and we've said it in previous episodes, a true teacher always guides you back to yourself. I am not here to give anyone an answer. I am not here to tell anyone how to be in their relationship, in their lives, in their jobs. I'm not here to be their divine expression. I'm only here to be my own. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that can be quite dangerous at the moment is that people have laced their spirituality with such judgment that it comes with so many rules and beings and that one is not able to be truly divine because they are still being beholden to other people's rules of what that looks like. Right. They're imprisoned within this ideology or these um, tenets, right? that kind of keep them sort of locked in. And so to answer your question ultimately is when we are talking about 5D framework and consciousness, yeah? And we talk about the vibration of 5D, which is ultimately a vibration of joy and then some, yeah? Yeah. 
when somebody is conveying their quote unquote truth, which could be a very subjective truth, yeah. we'll know where they're coming from because we can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And so their words and their ideas, no matter how possibly accurate or true they are in that sort of spiritual lens yeah. way where it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, but something is going off inside and saying, uh, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. And it might, there might be some truth that like kernels are often kernels of truth in some, you know, in, in everything and everything and most things I should say. Otherwise it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's landing somewhere for yeah. a reason. Right. Um, but everything inside of me just screams because you're reading the person. You're not reading the, what they're saying, I'm feeling it all. And it's not, it, it, and it's not lining up. Yeah. And it doesn't line up for about 96%. It's a very specific number, I know, but it doesn't line up for about 96% of the people out there. And by people, I don't mean the people like listening. It's actually the people speaking and sharing their quote unquote truths and wisdom. A lot of that's bullshit. A lot of them are bullshit. When you're still holding fear, insecurity, doubt, etc., anything that you're teaching, anything that you're believing, and I've been there, Mm is to make yourself feel better about your choices because you're unable to hold them fully yourself for whatever reason. So the, oh, I did this because everything happens for a reason or it's okay that I'm making this choice that could be judged by other people and these are the reasons why. We're unable to really stand for ourselves and stand up alone and say, I made this choice because it feels right to me and I have no other reason and that's enough. And that for me is power and that's something that in 3d we have not been allowed ourselves to have because in polarity when there is judgment when we either fall on a right decision or a wrong one on being a good person or being a bad person oh yeah then at the end of the day what happens is that we're unable to stand in our decisions and more importantly for me we are unable to listen to our feelings because effectively what 3d did and i don't know why i'm going here but i'm apparently going here 3d pushed us into our minds where, because everything was about judgment, because everything was about logic and the external equals something internal, right. we silenced the internal, we cut it off right. so that our feelings stopped meaning anything. But actually, our feelings are pretty fucking huge and pretty fucking important. Yeah, they're the truth tellers. They're the truth tellers. Yeah. There and, are bullshit barometers, really, but they've just been so manipulated by the ego and yeah. by our external circumstances yeah. that we've never, we have not, I'm going to say never, we have not been able to read them properly. No. no. And even if we were able to read them properly, we were ignoring them in favor of what we should do. True. And But because we were constantly, well, unable to read them, or ignoring them, we were easily manipulated. Yeah. yeah. By outside forces or by the by the person who sounds like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. With a modicum of confidence, anyone sounds amazing. I mean, and if you give them an accent, it's even cooler. More we're able to stand in that to be able to go, I made a choice because it felt right and I can't explain it. But we are so used to crowdsourcing our decisions, aren't mm. we? Yeah, we go to our friends, you know, should I be with this guy? Should I not? I don't know if I should go on a second date because X, Y, Z things. We're not listening to ourselves. We're constantly trying to, you know, get answers from other people. Yeah. We have given away our powers and our power of decision making. Everyone thinks I'm right. Therefore, I am. Being an outlier, being different, actually, well, and we've spoken about this before, evolutionary wise meant that you would probably die. Yeah, exactly. And, or you otherwise, you'd gonna be, make it. Or you'd be ostracized. Yeah. So we, we have been conditioned to, 
to be within this kind of herd mentality. Yes. And we've seen it time and time again, especially over the last couple of years. And we've seen how much it hurts us. When you're told to sacrifice yourself for the greater good, mm -hmm. when you're told to hold yourself back for someone else, when you're told, and we've, we've kind of made it this thing, we've put labels on it, like, you know, selfish and thoughtless, but being able to stand in your truth, regardless of what anyone else thinks, yeah. that's fucking powerful. The most powerful we can be. But we've been afraid of that because we've been scared of what that means. We keep being kind of pushed into not only being sheep, but also feeling like we can't be anything but sheep. And I know this. I know that for the past couple of years, every time I gave an opinion, when I say anything that goes against kind of like the common storyline. Yes. As I The accepted am, narrative. It's, that's the better word. The accepted narrative. Mm -hmm. That I am... I've lost my mind. Yeah. I'm being contrary for contrary's sake. Yes. And there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And all I'm effectively saying is, can we hold space for a different story than the one that we are being presented with. And can we hold the possibility for more than one narrative? Because at the same that's time. at the same time because that's actually the that's the, the truth. The inability to do that is what has created the massive dissonance and disconnect that because people are Because then it becomes verses. Exactly. One I have to prove to you. It's like everything. I was saying this yesterday weirdly. You know, we make arguments into about winning and losing. Yes. Every time there is a conflict, someone must win, so they're right, and someone must lose, they're wrong. Which is our polarity conditioning. Exactly. Yes. But actually, in an argument of any kind, it's two people coming with opposing views. Can we find the truth in both and come to some kind of coexistence between us? Mm -hmm. That's effectively what the point like a healthy way to come through an argument, right? Yeah. Or a difference of opinion. A difference of opinion, whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. But what's happening is because we keep getting embedded in whatever the narrative is and we need to prove that our narrative is the one that's right, mm -hmm. we end up becoming a world split. Yes. Red versus blue, green versus yellow, purple versus orange, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it becomes, you know, old versus young, men versus women. We keep doing this constantly yeah. and time and life has shown us again and again how this works against us but for some reason because as we were mentioned in the last episode we need our identities to keep us safe we believe yeah what ends up happening is that we end up further embedding ourselves into that yeah and it is not only dangerous it's keeping us stuck well, it's also killing us slowly. I was, I, yeah, I didn't, I, I was going to say that, but then I was expecting you to, and I was like, yeah, it, but it is. And the, the sad thing is, I don't know why I just keep talking, but I will. No, but you're, um, you're hitting every point. So I'm like, yeah, you just keep yeah. going. But the sad thing is, is that what makes us special is that we're different. Now, yeah. I'm going to go back to something that we said a long time ago, and I'm pretty sure it was in season 4.1. I could be wrong. Okay. So don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm curious. We were talking about purpose. And how there are four different types of purpose in the world. Okay. Right? We had emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. Yes. And okay. where a good way to understand, we each have a purpose that, that, that is tended towards one of those four bodies. Yes. I mean, ultimately, we all share the same purpose, which is to serve. How we go about serving can be understood through those different bodies yeah. is, one, is one way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. So, for example, between us, can I out you? Am I allowed? You can, yes, you can out but me. But between us, you know, your purpose is more spiritual. Yes. And my purpose is more mental. Yes. It's not, I'm still on a podcast talking about love and emotions. It doesn't mean and that... spirituality. And spirituality. It doesn't mean that I'm not coming, I'm, I'm encompassing everything. But how I look at the world... It's from a more mental place. Yes. 
and how and you experience it. it and how I experience it exactly it's from a more mental place yes and that's it but the thing is is that in order for humanity in order for us all to truly serve humanity we need all four yes. and we need all four to coexist together yeah. you're no better than I am I'm no better than you I'm no better than the next person yeah. or the next person you know and I'm not talking like peace love let's hold hands and be hippies together it's just we all have very unique perspectives we all have very unique gifts and talents mm -hmm. and they are perfectly suited to us yes. in order to do what we are here to do mm -hmm. and collectively doing what we are here to do allows us to do whatever the big thing is that we're here to do we all yeah. do our small parts for the large part as it were yes right exactly and no one is more or less important you don't know what's going to be the thing the, the tipping point you don't know mm -hmm. what's going to all we can do is be perfectly us all the time Tipping point was the fucking phrase I really wanted to get to before, and that's oh, where it? I went with breaking point. Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, I knew I was like I knew it's gonna I knew it was gonna come. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but we yeah. don't know what it's going to be. We don't know, like, and I'm not saying it's in like we don't know who's going to be the person that saves the world. We're all going to save the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, find you was always it was always like, and that's what was the whole point of the sort of horizontal framework. Um, mm. It was always meant to be the collective effectively working at their own purpose and then sort of serving the greater purpose that was going to help build that world. A lot of the stuff that I thought made me different, therefore bad, yeah. are this, is the stuff that actually now are my superpowers. Right. And they were always what made us powerful. And in many ways, that's what made us so different, if I will say, or unique. And also made us uncomfortable to be around, which is one of the reasons why we would often cut away those parts of us. Yeah. 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 And so part of when we talk about the karmic process of becoming empowered is having to go back and retrieve that piece. Yeah. That power piece. And then move forward again. Yes. That's when we can really own that we're, and I can't believe I'm the one saying this, because there is no one else like me, I am the divine. Because there was no one like you, you are the divine. Because it's so special that there's only one of you. Mm. That it must be divine. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. That's how I would see it, yeah. right? And of course, we like looking for similarities in other people. And of course, we will find them. Because, you know, there aren't infinite qualities and <laughs> infinite likes and dislikes. <laughs> we will true. find things similar to other people. And that's nice. It feels like home. But something that... The fact that I like something that you like, and mm -hmm. we like the fact that we like something together, actually means that I like myself. Hmm, okay. Does that make sense? It's that reflection thing again. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know, I just think that our power comes in our uniqueness. Because it our uniqueness is how we can share ourselves with the world. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes I look at all these people talking about similar things that we talk about in maybe slightly different ways or mm -hmm. I can't wake up every day without someone else launching a new website to help someone else do something else you know and there's a part of me that's like oh for fuck's sake and but there's another part of me that's like thank god okay we might be able to speak to certain people in a certain way about yeah. this and someone else might be able to speak to other people in another way about the same thing mm -hmm. and as long as we're working towards the same goal yes and as long as we're working from our own truth, then we can allow others to speak theirs. Yeah. And as long as that truth is not shrouded in fear and insecurity and has effectively become an excuse for their own perceived failings, mm -hmm. then we can move forward. I'm just going to caveat something you said that like right. my brain just went, bah! 
No, no. And it's not a bad thing at all. It it was just one of those, like, I just feel like I need to say my two cents and I don't know why I feel so critical, not judgy, but I'm certainly opining Mm. (laughs) these past two episodes, which is when you said, as long as we share the same goal, right? Now, what's funny and what we're going to be seeing in this whole 3D, 5D split and even within the mind-body-wellness umbrella in which we fall, under which many people are falling because now it's a very vast industry and umbrella, is that a lot of people don't know where their goals are. Yeah. I'm going to start well, my this podcast. Goal, my goal at the beginning, going to hold my hand up, my goal was just feel better. Yeah. And to be honest, my goal hasn't changed. <laughs> I just want to keep feeling better and better and better and better and better. Well, at least you're honest about it. Most people are saying, I just want to help other people. Well, no, which I mean, I feel better when I help other people. Yeah. But more because I feel better. Everything yeah. I do is quite selfish. Yeah. Well, you own it. Again, at least you say it. Like, no, there's not... I mean, there's transparency in your statement, right? And ultimately, it's part of your service, but it's not all of your service, as you've come to understand, right? And define for yourself. But the thing is, for many people who are under that umbrella, they don't even know what their goals are. They're not clear. And that's going to make a hell of a lot of difference in the coming two years as people start to come into their truth and power and they're going to start seeing all the charlatans or all the people who they did it, like you, to feel better but under the auspices or the intention to make other people feel better. But really it was more the selfish intention of, well, it makes me feel better. And then I, this is just the byproduct. Does that make sense? You might've come into this with a sort of self-interested agenda of, I want to know what's wrong with me or my life or my approach that, you know, so I can fix things, but you turned it, you also turned it into an act of service for which you, you gained no money. Zero. Zero. And we're not saying that, well, you had to martyr yourself. <laughs> Minus money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That you had to martyr yourself or sacrifice or become some sacrificial lamb. No, because I enjoyed it. Exactly. And that's how you knew you were living your purpose. You took something that was a personal agenda and you were, you were able to make it an act of service. And from that, it grew organically. Mm. And you didn't receive any recompense for it. Now, we're not saying because you didn't make any money from it, therefore it's the most noble thing, but it was a very noble act and one that could only be purely defined as an act of service. Because that's the other thing that's been really bothering me, that for some reason, and I actually would like us to stop, I'm going to stop doing this, I make a vow on this episode, and I really hope I stick to this for this season. I am no longer going to say that my work was born from my suffering. Okay. Have you ever? Yes. We just did it five minutes ago. I was searching to feel better because my life was so bad. It is true. true. But at some point, it becomes the identity of the journey. Right. Well, and like, sorry, but at some point, okay, yes, I was in a shit place. I was in a shit place for a very long time. Yeah, but there were also good points in those places. And I, and I conveniently forget that I laughed and joked and had nice times and fell in love and kissed and 
all the things. I did everything. It was a mixed bag. <laughs> life is a massive life, mixed yeah, bag. <laughs> but skewed towards the life shit because I thought I was shit, right? Yes. yes. Fair, fair. So I'm just not here to dwell in that anymore. And I don't yeah. like the idea that, oh, this person has kudos. You know, this person's good at their job because they experienced this much loss in their life. This person we can listen to because this horrific thing happened to them. This person learned from this much adversity. And it becomes another label. This is how bad my life was. And this is how good my life is now. And this is why you should listen to me. It's bullshit. Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and it's fair. It's fair. We sorry, are... I mean, I hope my, 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 the kids that we have around us are 20 million times wiser than us and they haven't had the hardship that we've had because they've come in and it's a different life for them. Do I want them to have the hardship so that they can have this amazing life afterwards? No. Yeah. Do I want to preserve their wisdom and their light and their playfulness and their joy? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So why do we link? Like, I don't know why I'm feeling so passionate about this, but I Go really for am. it. You run with it. But why do we link this idea that we have to have had like these horrific things happen to us in order to be happy? It goes back to the same love equals pain and all that crap. Well, it's... No, it's time to rewire it. It's time to change it. You could have just been that lucky person that was born on a mountaintop, always knew who you are, always remained the outlier, and now you are stepping into it and everyone suddenly realized, oh shit, he had it right all along. Yeah. And that's just as possible. So we need to just break out of this. Right, but it's been... Every journey is unique. But it's the predominant narrative. It's yeah. a boring one. It's a boring one because the and more people self sabotage in order to do it. In order to oh, support I'm it. not unhappy enough to, in order to do whatever I need to do. So I must get more unhappy first. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, oh, I had the worst breakup of my life and now I know how to heal people. Oh, I lost three legs in, in a skiing accident and now I know how to heal people. Like, okay, but it, it, one does not equate the other. <laughs> yes. You healed yourself and I am so happy. But it does not mean jack if that is what you're still using your pain in order to get other people to connect with you. Oh, when it becomes your identity? No. I'm a bit tired from that rant. I'm sorry, but I hope you really feel better because you're right. You're no. right. I mean, it's true. And But what I was sort of saying about you was, but you also grew and evolved from that to the point where now you can say, that's not my identity anymore. Fuck. That. But also, I've grown way more and way faster and way more efficiently not in pain. Because when I was in pain, I felt sorry for myself a lot. I victim blamed a lot. I sat on my couch a lot and watched a lot of bullshit movies about pain. Like I was very slow and I was very stubborn and I was very selfish. Mm. Yeah. Not being in pain has allowed me to grow much faster. Yes. So no, the goal isn't to remain in pain. It's to get out of it. Yeah. And to not use it as an identifier for like how we grow. Because yeah. I've learned more about love by being in love yeah. than looking at people not whilst I wasn't in love. The point of essence are unique prisms that are reflective of the divine, right? So when those prisms are combined with our soul makeup, that is what is our fingerprint, right? Our unique fingerprint. That's I identifier. That's what makes us so distinct as beings. So nobody can actually copy what we do. That energy will always be different because everybody has a unique point of essence. No one shares a point of essence. Okay. I mean, okay. I like 3% understand, but it's the takeaway you know, take is just everyone's unique. Everyone. Every single being. Even twins. Even twins. Even triplets. Yeah. Even quadruplets. Doesn't matter. It's true, actually. I look yeah. at my twin nephews. They have identical DNA. They are entirely different. Yeah. But there is only one truth, right? And so what we know to be true is that the divine is in all things. 
So the more we can own our truth by owning our uniqueness and the more standing we are able in to that, be in our divine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the more we can come from that perspective of truth and live honestly, as in transparently, as in this is who I am, the more we can really start to see others when they are no longer in their truth. Oh, this makes a lot of sense to me, actually. Okay. I will respond to something entirely differently than 99% of people out there. Okay. But I have to be me. Mm -hmm. And in being me, I am exercising my power. Okay, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And exercising my power is also being in my divinity mm -hmm. and yes. embracing that I am the divine. Yes. So... I like where this is going. So, I mean, that's pretty much where we stop. Okay. Because, because <laughs> my, uni so my uniqueness and how I see the world, be in the world, live in the world... Mm -hmm. Experience it. Experience it, all the things, mm -hmm. is my divine perspective of the world. Yes. And when you can hold that for yourself... It means that you can actually see when others are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. When you can really come from that space. But by the way, there's something like remarkably magnetic about someone who does that. Mm, interesting. Because they feel like a home you don't quite know, but you wish of. Mm. And I always, you know, we as humans, we as people, we naturally are attracted to what we feel we lack. Mm -hmm. And the one thing most of us lack is unconditional love. Okay. For ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we see other people exhibiting unconditional love for themselves, they become significantly okay. more attractive to us in every way, not just romantic, but we're drawn to them mm -hmm. because they have the thing that we are searching for. Yeah. It's very potent to be in your divinity mm -hmm. and to be exhibiting that kind of unconditional love for yourself. Yeah. It really is. It really is. It's, it's difficult, though, to recognize it in some... When we're so deep in the mire of our karma. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, for some, you say it's really appealing and potent. For others, it's actually really difficult mm. to face that light. That amount of light is almost too much. Yeah. So, Which is what happens to kids in schools. Exactly. That's why there's bullying. That's why even among adults, it's like we constantly want to reject the light because we don't see it in ourselves. Yeah. People seem to misunderstand integrity right yeah. we see a lot of stuff of about course. integrity out of there course. integrity within the systems and within this you know within corporations etc it's just actually another word for polarity it is because because you're on you're, oh he's got integrity therefore he's moral he follows the right exactly thing. exactly right now it's being equated with the sort of like being correct and moral mm. or ethical yeah. Yeah. and yes well, no. I mean, that actually has nothing to do with integrity, really, no. in the expanded lens that no. we share, right? Integrity is I am who I am on the outside as I am on the inside. Yes. So actually, a child having a tantrum in the middle of a supermarket is entirely an integrity. <laughs> <laughs> because they feel like shit, they're showing it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So when I am responding to something exactly how I feel I want to respond to something, I'm in integrity. Yeah, when you're, when you're coming from a place of... You're not holding prejudice. Yeah. You're not holding judgment. No. Right? You're not ego-driven in this point because you're trying to prove somebody wrong. No. Right? No. And again, that's where the sort of humility comes in. Yeah. That's why we talk, we're going to be banging on yeah. about ego because that we have to be in absence of ego to really understand what integrity is. But right now, as you said, it's just sort of being upheld as the sort of moral compass. Yeah. Which is bullshit. It is. It is because, because integrity actually is in, in that moral compass way. It's 
I am one of the sheep. I am not unique. Therefore, if you are not embracing your uniqueness, you cannot be in integrity. Mm -hmm. And yes, we can always have shared values and shared similarities, as I said earlier, but that doesn't mean that we can't still be our own people. Mm -hmm. Effectively, that is why, as opposed to in 3D, where there was safety in numbers, because this many people agreed with me, therefore I must be right. It's the, I know to my core that I truly believe in this, whether you think I'm right or wrong, and therefore I have to stand on my own. Mm. So 5D is about those who can stand on their own collectively. Of course, that we'd be so much stronger like that. Very much, right? Because everyone's in their own power. Because the more you can understand that your uniqueness makes you you, Mm -hmm. and therefore there is only one of you, therefore you are the divine, right? Mm -hmm. Which we've gone gone on for a while. The more you can see that everyone is their own the divine. Yes. And so therefore everything they do is divine. Yes. Therefore everything that's playing out is divine. Yes. And what that allows you to do is actually expand your perspective that little bit so you don't see the little story that's playing but the much bigger one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is everyone's doing what they need to do in order to burn out whatever the fuck they need to burn out. Whatever they came here for. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're getting lost along the way... So we'll find something or someone eventually. Yeah. So when we are in our uniqueness, yeah. doing what makes us special, feeling that we are being true to ourselves, even in the smallest of ways, mm-hmm. it breeds joy. It feels joyful. It does. You feel good. Yeah. And that for me has always been my barometer. Yeah. Like, am I feeling good about this? Like, okay, I'm not... I'm somehow not in integrity. I'm somehow not in my truth. I'm yeah. somehow giving away my power. Something's not lining Something's up. Something's not working. Yeah. But when I say something or do something or am something that feels true to me, it feels fucking good. And that is why I sit here every day yeah. and do this. That is why I write. That's why I record. That is why I'm okay with having not made any financial rewards for this <laughs> up until this point. It will change. But I'm okay with all of it because yes. I'm enjoying and I, can, and I know that from that joy, the rest will come because it'll be touched by joy. Therefore, whatever comes back to me as a result of it will bring me more joy too and a multiplier of my own joy. Give what you got. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.